Hello? Shalene. All right. So I'm not going to, I'm going to read more than she did because I'm more of a writer than a reader, sorry, than a speaker. All right. So here we go. I moved to Madison almost two years ago. Um, I had been unchurched for several years um, after giving up on community, on a community where I'd experienced three church splits in my lifetime. Um, I was completely disconnected with most people in my hometown. Um, I hated my job and wanted to be closer to my family. Um, so I moved here. Um, I learned very quickly that moving closer to your family doesn't necessarily mean that you will see them more frequently than birthdays and holidays, because people have their lives, you know? Um, so those first few months were really isolated for me. Um, I'd moved from a town where I dreaded going to the grocery store because I didn't want to run into someone that annoyed me, mostly people from church, Sorry. <laughs> to, 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 cry, to crying every time I left Woodman's. I really did. I cried every time I left Woodman's because I didn't see anybody that I knew. <laughs> um, I hated that feeling and built these walls around my heart to protect myself from needing people. Um, I became very accustomed to doing life by myself. Um, I would have been happy just to go to my brother's church once a month or so and spend the rest of my Sunday sleeping in or doing laundry which had become the norm. My laundry's not done today. Um, <laughs> this worked for a while until one day my son, Donovan, literally dragged me to a neighbor boy's house. One day because he thought that I would get along with his friend's mom, Rachel. <laughs> um, I believe his exact words were, you're sitting over here by yourself drinking wine and she's over there by herself drinking wine. <laughs> Why can't you just do that together? <laughs> and so we did. We had communion. <laughs> Rachel and I became really fast friends um, and mentioned going to church. And I mentioned going to church one Sunday. The only reason I was coming that day was because Kirsten was going to be talking about December and I wanted to support her. But Rachel told me later that she'd been craving to go to church again and that after being disconnected herself for a really long time. Um, she'd been waiting for someone to invite her to church. Um, so she asked if she could come next week with me. Um, after that, I started showing up every Sunday because it would be weird if the neighbor that I invited was going to church and I sat at home. <laughs> yeah. One thing led to another, and we both started attending regularly. Our sons got baptized together last year. Um, most of you guys were there. Um, and, uh, we ended up getting thrown together in this small group by two genius people, Shannon and Justin, <laughs> that knew we would work together. <laughs> um, uh, most of these people, like, like uh, Melissa said, we'd never spoken to before, Rachel and I, had, didn't even know you guys. Um, I knew after our first meeting, after being a Christian and in and out of good and bad churches all of my life, that I was finally home. I wasn't the weirdest person in the room anymore. Yeah. That was Shana. <laughs> um, but I also wasn't the only normal one, if that makes sense. Um, that, that'd be Becky. <laughs> um, it just so happened that the date of our second meeting was going to be the day I was scheduled to have surgery. Um, we decided to have our small group in my hospital room. I went into that surgery and hospital stay thinking that I could do it alone, and I was very wrong. 
Um, I thought that I didn't need anybody to stay with me or to help me to the bathroom or to pray for me when I was in uncontrollable pain. Um, the experience broke me, quite frankly, um, and showed me that it's okay to need people, to be vulnerable in front of them and to ask them for help. This group of women fell into place where the way the body of Christ is supposed to. Um, I felt the Holy Spirit more deeply in my hospital bed the first night while my friends prayed for me than I had in years. But they did so much more than pray. Shalene brought lunch <laughs> up to the hospital room after I'd been in the night. Yeah, she, after I'd been in the hospital in the ER all night. She brought McDonald's to me and my friend David, who's over there. Um, <sighs> Melissa sat with me on my second night in the hospital with my family um, and then picked up my grocery order from Woodman's on the first day home and delivered it literally to my kitchen. Um, Kelly went to Walgreens <laughs> for a prescription I'd forgotten to pick up the next day. And she drove me to church on Sunday. Um, on my very first night at home by myself, I felt another wave of pain, similar to the one that had sent me back to the ER two nights ago. It was terrifying, because I was by myself. Um, I knew somehow this time that the attack was spiritual. The enemy had thrived on me doing life by myself, and he was terrified of what could happen if I finally let those walls down that I'd spent decades building around my heart. So I called Shalini to pray for me. There she is again. <laughs> In the middle of the night. And she stayed on the phone with me until my pain was gone. And most importantly, prayed freedom over me. Without even planning it, I ended up letting go of a pretty big teddy bear <laughs> that Tracy talked about last week during that prayer session. Um, a stronghold that had been oppressing me for years. I woke up the next morning and felt the physical burden had lifted off of me. Um, I was a different person than I'd been the day before. I'm finally now experiencing church and community the way that I believe Jesus intended. I'm walking with these ladies along my new path of freedom um, and not doing life by myself anymore. It's awkward and messy at times, but it feels really good to live close to family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sharing this with you today because none of it would have happened if I would not have walked over to my neighbor's house with my glass of wine that day a year and a half ago when my son dragged me kicking and screaming to connect with my community. There are so many people out there that have been displaced and disheartened by people failing them. More often than not, people in the church. That's exactly where the enemy wants us, in a place of isolation where we cannot change the world because we feel safe hibernating from it. So my experience with this group has brought me out of hiding, and I cannot wait to see what God is going to do with us. Right? That's so good. You guys are awesome. I love, I, I love this. I love that you don't want to leave anybody behind. Uh, Shalene uh, uh, and Shana are here uh, in lamination. Uh, um, so good job. For real. Good job being vulnerable. Good job being messy. Good job uh, doing it. Following Jesus and sharing life and loving your neighbor. Like... It's not way up here in the clouds. It's right here with us today, right? Oh, good job, ladies. We get to celebrate what God is doing 
in and through you. And I just love that. So well done. You want to give them a hand and give God a hand?